Hey, what's up, fam? The Chosen Ones merch store is now open. Please do us a favor and go to thechosenonesgr.com and check out our gear. Support us by grabbing a shirt, a hoodie, maybe one or two. Shoot, buy some for the whole fam, the whole team. We appreciate the support. We love y'all. Thanks. This is The Chosen Podcast, a platform where student athletes can share their stories. Join the conversation as we talk about mental health, the daily grind, and the culture. We appreciate you being with us. Welcome back to another episode of The Chosen Podcast. I'm Wes with The Chosen Ones, home of student athlete empowerment. Speaking of student athletes, I got a really good one here with me. Um, I got Allie Carlson, EGR alum, current Western Michigan Lady Bronco. Is that how do they say Lady Broncos? Is that how they how they yeah, say it? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I never yeah. want to assume. But anyway, Allie Carlson, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. I'm ready for bed though, but I'm doing good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um after work I'm always, you know, chasing around my three year old and got a six month mm-hmm. old, so they take a lot, a lot out of me. Um but I wouldn't want to have it any other way I, I really love being a dad so yeah um so what's been good with you though how's how's western treating you good yeah it's been fun it's been busy but very fun yeah yeah that's good that's good um i really wanted to go to western coming out of high school but they didn't recruit me yeah but it is what it is that's a great great place yeah yeah but that's cool um so you said uh, your first game is like a week and a half. Who do you guys open up with? Yep. We have our exhibition game against Aquinas on okay. October 29th. So oh, dope. next, a week from this Sunday. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's at home? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Dope. Dope. Um, I guess, how do you guys, how do y'all feel just about overall the team going into this year? We're feeling good. Um, we're battling like the preseason injuries every year, you know, mm. every team battles it, but for sure. Uh, we're getting our, yeah, we're getting everyone healthy again. So I'm pretty excited about yeah. our team. We've got some good transfers in and a new coaching staff and I, they're great. So I'm super excited. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, your preseason regimen, what does that look like? Do you guys have like a pretty, tough uh like conditioning weightlifting stuff like that yeah so uh leading up to full 20 hour weeks we would do we did a lot of conditioning this year so Mm -hmm. um we would do like time miles uh we would sprint for lengths of the game we built up to i think like a half of sprinting so he would just start the clock for five minutes then the next time we would do like 10 minutes of sprinting 15 and 20 of just like line sprints and that was pretty tough but we're kind of into more now like concepts for basketball a little less conditioning but we've been lifting this whole time okay that's what's up so you mentioned uh, the mile run um what are are the times that you you got to make um, so our whole team had to get it in under, I think, seven minutes. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I got, I think, 620 the first time I ran it. And then mm. 
the second time I ran with one of my teammates, um, 605 and 606. So she beat me by a second, but Uh, yeah. So we improved a lot. Like everyone on the team improved a lot. So it was, yeah, hard, but, um, everyone feels great after they run. I feel, I love, I love running. So it wasn't too bad. Okay. Did you, did you do like cross country or track in high school? Yeah, I did cross country and track like all in middle, all throughout middle school. And then once, um, I got in high school, I just focused on basketball, but yeah, yeah, I ran, I love running. So, okay. Yeah, that's something I wish I would have did in high school, cross country or something like that, um, when I stopped playing football, because mm-hmm. I was just getting shots up and stuff in the fall, I wasn't really working on my conditioning like I should have, and I was mm-hmm. going into basketball season with my skills tight, but out of shape, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely got us in shape this year, so. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Um, So I'm grateful for you. Uh, being on the show to really talk about something really that's been what two years ago now um mm-hmm. yep. but uh yeah i'm really hopeful that you know people that are watching athletes that are watching can can learn from this um just battling through a major injury um and learning just about the the mental grind that it took for you uh to get to where you're at today and and playing again so um talking about your your acl injury uh your senior year um i remember i was one of the people that was really excited to see you and macy together uh yeah that backcourt was gonna be ridiculous mm-hmm. um i think your coach was obviously obviously excited too because of some of the teams you're playing and some of the events that you're in and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um so your senior year, though, talk about how much you were looking forward to that yourself. Yeah, I was super excited with just it being my senior year, but also we just had such a good team that year. I was super excited. Obviously, Macy's an, yeah. an amazing player, so playing with right. her is exciting always. Um, but, yeah, I was super excited. I definitely, like, was really bummed that I couldn't play with her, and the yeah. last time I played with her, I didn't know it would be the last time I played with her, so that Man. was kind of sad. But, um, yeah. 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 I was excited for sure. I thought we, you know, we ended up being pretty good. Um, I mean, obviously our team had Macy and a ton of other really good athletes, but I definitely was looking forward to, you know, playing with Macy and the team we had. For sure. For sure. And I'm sure everybody else was excited, you know, to watch. Um, So I guess let's just go right into it. The injury and what you recall and like how, how it happened yeah so it's a pretty uh funny story looking back on it honestly but it was a powder puff football game and i had played um pretty much like a lot of the game Mm -hmm. and there's i think 30 seconds left i wasn't in i was on the sidelines and um i was I think we had we either got an interception one of my team or we scored scored a touchdown something good yeah. and I went up and gave my teammate a chest bump on the sideline and when I had landed I just felt like a pop in my knee and I you know I knew pretty much immediately like something was wrong what? so that's how it happened and yeah I ended up tearing my ACL and my LCL and my left knee so yeah that's crazy I. Yeah 
had zero clue. Mm-hmm. I thought it was in like practice or something. No. Yeah. I wasn't even playing basketball. I wasn't even, I mean, at the time I was at, played the powder puff game, but I wasn't playing when I actually hurt my knee. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That man. Okay. So I walk me through how you, you know, broke it to everyone. You broke it to your coach and all that. Yeah. So initially we thought it was maybe just a torn meniscus my knee hadn't like it wasn't swollen at all and I felt fine honestly the next coming days like it didn't really seem like anything was wrong and then um I went to the doctor to like see if it was my meniscus or not and he was like you tore your ACL and LCL and I would be 100% positive unless like if it weren't for the fact that it wasn't swollen so um yeah, I ended up getting an MRI and stuff, figuring out what it was. And yeah, I told, I think I told my high school coaches, they knew like maybe it was my meniscus. And then I told them and they obviously were just really sad for me and like right. sad at the, you know, what happened and everything. For sure. And then I t- texted my Western coaches in like a group chat. And I just remember um, like my head coach, Shane, called me and just asked how I was doing and was like, it, you're yeah. going to be okay and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was super nice. They were all really supportive. So that was nice to have them. Man, that's good. That's good. Yeah. What were your initial like thoughts and emotions? Um, When I initially found out, I was just yeah. like in so much shock because I thought it was nothing major at first mm-hmm. when I first um saw the trainer at our high school she didn't even think it was anything so I kind of was under the impression it was nothing yeah so yeah I was really shocked at first obviously really sad um the first few days and then I kind of was just uh I was always around people all the time which definitely like helped my mood and I was just kind of like I need to make the most of the situation because it's not gonna change so right yeah but yeah I was shocked yeah yeah, I would be shocked too. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's rough. That's rough. Did you? Uh, I forgot what the follow up question was, but um, I guess I can go to my next question. So, with you, obviously, you know, making an impact on the court, you know, being one of the best players on the team, and then you had to make an impact in a different way. Talk about that transition and how that was for you. Yeah, it honestly was eye-opening because I was always looking at basketball from a player's perspective, and my opinion was obviously as a player and stuff like that. So stepping back and kind of looking at it in a different way was eye-opening. I learned a lot from, you know, kind of being in a coaching, managing role. Yeah. Um, So it was cool to have a different perspective and – um, you know, not just be a player for my team that year. So that was right. um, like beneficial for me, honestly. And then also every day at practice, I would go to practice every day still. And I was at the games and um, mm-hmm. my best friend was the manager on the team. So I kind of became another manager with her. And oh, it cool. was just, I, yeah, I had a great time, honestly, every day at practice <laughs> with her. We would, we were on the ox, um, so we were just, you know, picking out music and having a good time and stuff like that, helping the coaches pass and stuff like that. So, right. yeah, it was super fun. Um, 
honestly, even though it was really, you know, it sucked to not be able to play, but it was also just really nice to learn through a different point of view and stuff like that. For sure. For sure. Was there a chance for you to kind of observe like practicing games and I don't know, I guess just like increase your basketball IQ or like understand the game more from the sidelines that year? Yeah, I, um, looking, you know, not playing and not having biased opinions about how I'm performing and stuff like that, because I wasn't even Mm -hmm. playing. It was super nice. Like it was really helpful for me to look at the game from that point of view and what I would have done in certain situations and stuff like that. And then also just, I was more focused on what the coaches were doing and, um, different aspects of the game that I never thought about as much like body language and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not just, you know, like skills and who's the best, but who's the best like teammate and how to have better body language and, um, you know, I don't know other aspects of the game roughing. I, I felt so bad for the refs, honestly, because (laughs) I wasn't as mad at them. So um, yeah, 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 stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely also learned a lot from just seeing what the coaches were doing. Like, I would join in their conversations about certain, you know, concepts and stuff like that. So yeah, it definitely was beneficial to see it from a different perspective. Sure, sure. That's funny you say the refs. Now that I'm like older now, I definitely see what you mean. Um, <laughs> the way I, I mean, I wasn't a, a jerk or anything on the court, um, but I've, I've had my moments and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I definitely have more sympathy for, for yeah. referees now, you know? Yeah. So I'm yeah. still working on it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Are you a, you a talker now, now that I'm back playing, I, am mad. I get mad at, at them a lot, but yeah, yeah. I try, I try to remember you know, right. some sympathy. So, yeah. Have you gotten a technical before? I did. Yeah. This, uh, this past year was my first technical and I, oh. I don't think I deserved it, but what happened? So basically it was in my Miami of Ohio game. It was just a bad game for our team too. We were just, it was, we were just off, but yeah. I drove and <clears throat> I was in like a finishing, uh, like slump and mm-hmm. I drove in and made a layup. And so I was obviously, you know, happy I made a layup. Yeah. And the ref called a charge. And I kind of like swore to myself. Um, and she thought I was swearing at her. So oh, one of those. Yeah, I got I got a technical. Um Dang. it was like in the first quarter too. I didn't get a single warning or anything. So Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. But yeah, that's my only technical. So Okay. Man. Man. Um I guess, yeah, you mentioned first quarter. I always forget women's basketball in college goes by quarters now. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I guess the only time you probably played halves was AAU. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it makes sense to ask you, how do you <laughs> like playing quarters versus halves? But um, I just hate media timeouts so much. Uh, I hate uh, them too. Yeah. I mean, I know they're same in halves, but it really yeah. honestly makes – it feel like there's eight quarters because there's right. such a long break and yep. yeah, this prolongs the game so much. I mean, I understand why we have them, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a preference. Honestly, I liked mm-hmm. 20 minutes, but I don't mind quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I still, I don't know. 
playing college basketball, it was still weird just playing 20 minutes straight. It was just, mm-hmm. I never got used to it. It was weird right. to me. Um, yeah. Like AU is different because it's a running clock, so it feels faster. But right. I remember like running up and down and, and playing. And I'm just like, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I look up, still like 14 minutes left. I'm just like, right. So I could have used quarters, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is nice to have extra breaks for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. So you talked about your initial thoughts uh, and your initial emotions when it first happened. Um, I guess expand on the timeline because I know the rehab process was probably hard for you. From a mm-hmm. mental health perspective, I guess, how was all of that for you? Yeah, it was definitely a process. Um, Right when it happened, obviously the shock and getting over that was tough. But after that, I kind of tried, I was um, just had the mindset like it's there, like nothing's going to make it go away and I'm just going to have to, you know, go through it. So I might as well have a good attitude about it and, you know, stay busy and just do what I can to make sure that my knee goes back to full strength. So that's what I tried to do. But I definitely had, I tried to take it day by day. Like I definitely had bad days where I was sad and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. overall, just um, trying to have perspective and remember that I still have so much. And honestly, like I learned a lot um, of like a lot of worth and stuff like that outside of basketball. Mm, And so that was super helpful. Um, like it it's not all about basketball it's hard for an athlete that especially focuses on one sport to kind of be able to think about it like that but yeah I had my family you know my friends and stuff like that and I was just so thankful to have them so trying to have perspective honestly helped me get through it a lot like yeah I couldn't play but I still was part of the team and stuff like that so that definitely helped a lot um rehab uh, like physical therapy. I loved my physical therapist so much and um, her assistant. I also loved her. So going to physical therapy was so fun for me. So that was honestly super nice as well, like having them. Um, and then I would go there twice a week and the other days I would do it at home. So okay. kind of just staying disciplined with that too also helped me stay, you know, positive and stuff like that. Have yeah, yeah. structure every day to you know work towards something so that was also nice okay um but yeah it's definitely a process but i just tried to have perspective and i stayed busy i was always hanging out with my friends and my family and stuff like that so that also definitely helped a lot for sure i loved what you said you found like worth outside of basketball and Mm -hmm. you know i've been on record saying multiple times that i didn't have that so I don't know what would have happened to me if I was in your position, especially senior year. But, um, yeah, hanging out with your friends and, and spending time with your family and your loved ones. I'm going to have a question about that. But I guess did you lean on, like, hobbies as well? Did you find other things that, that you could do um, to pass time? Yeah, so originally when I was on bed rest, because because I tore my LCL, I had yeah. to, I couldn't put weight on my leg for two months. I also oh, wow. um, couldn't 
bend it for two months. So my leg was locked out straight in a brace for two months and I was on bed rest for I think 10 days. So I couldn't really get out of bed. It was super painful. And during that to keep me busy, my grandma came down and she uh, was, you know, helping me and stuff like that when my parents were at work. And so me and her started knitting together, um, which is super yeah. like random and funny. But she for loves some to reason knit. I knew you're gonna say knitting. Yeah. <laughs> After you she, say grandma, <laughs> she loves to knit, and so she taught me when I was little. And we would knit together every day and like watch a show or something like that. And that honestly, I it kept my hands busy and my mind, you know, thinking. And I loved doing that, so I would do that all the time. Um, yeah. In those first few weeks when I couldn't move, I also. My friends got me coloring books and random stuff like that that I would do. And then also I found a ton of shows to binge watch. I love watching TV. So mm-hmm. I would do that uh, yeah. when I was bored and stuff like that. So Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, more about family. You mentioned you spent a lot of time with them and friends and stuff like that. Was there a point in this process where you like had to communicate your needs to them or was it kind of like they just assumed and knew like all right we need to be around her and you know make sure she's good yeah I think um like my parents and my grandma and my you know really close friends just know me so well so I think I didn't ever really have to say something but I remember in particular there's one day where I just what you know like built up stress whatever sadness whatever it was and I remember just kind of like breaking down and my mom was just super helpful and she was just always a good reminder of um you know like taking it day by day and having perspective still so yeah yeah, I mean I didn't really have to tell them they just are so helpful and they know me so well they made me feel better when I was down without me having to say anything honestly and then just being around them to like maintained like me being busy and stuff like that made Mm -hmm. kept me happy so yeah i didn't really have to you know express anything to them they were just kind of always there for me so that was super nice for sure yeah that's good was there man was there a time or even just like a, a a little thought where you question coming back and playing or were you just like nom Um, i'm coming back yeah i don't think i ever questioned that honestly i i knew like i would be fine and stuff like that and yeah um, yeah i never really questioned that some days i would just be like wow i really don't want to do my pt today like it was Mm. kind of a lot so but on those days i just knew um what i was working towards and stuff like that but yeah i never doubted coming back or i knew that i would be fine and get back to how I was before so yeah keeping confident in that also definitely helped yeah yeah Yeah. that's good so I've never had like a major injury before I mean my senior year I had a really bad you know ankle sprain can't compare it to a blown out knee but ankle sprains they are no joke they are no joke not gonna lie yeah I wasn't the same the rest of the year to be honest with you um I missed like three games Mm-hmm. I'm still like, all right. So my coach, what he did was he would start me. He would throw me out out there. I would play like 
a minute, and then he would take me out the rest of the game. I remember two of the games, he would take me out, and then I went. There were home games. I went in the back and rehabbed while they like while the team played. I don't know. I got, I guess he wanted because I had like I don't know if I still have it, but consecutive like games started freshman mm-hmm. through senior year, and it was like I don't know ninety something games. So I don't know if he wanted to like keep that record for me or something. Mm-hmm. But it messed like my stats. I had goose eggs like four straight games. Right. So not to be like selfish or anything, but I'm like, I'm trying to get like first team all state. That's my goal. Right. And that's going to going to hurt. So right. I, I, yeah. I don't know if that helped or hurt me. I still ended up getting first team all state, which was cool. But like, yeah, but yeah. So I have like mixed feelings about it. Um, I don't know how many points it brought me down and my, and mm-hmm. all my rebounds or whatever. But yeah, I mean, all that to say, rehab. Like, what was I guess? What was that like? Was it? I don't know. Was it a lot of pain or was it just like just tiring? What was that like? Yeah. So I guess there were kind of different phases of physical therapy at the beginning, uh, the first few weeks. Like I said, I couldn't bend my knees, so it was a lot mm-hmm. of just easy leg raises, stuff like that, keeping my leg moving. Um, and then once I could start bending my knee, it was so painful. Uh, yeah. Range of motion back is so painful. Anyone that has a knee surgery has to do that, and that was the most painful part of it all um, besides, like, the first few days. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that – part of rehab was super hard and painful. Uh, Mm. My physical therapist, again, she was awesome. So she was good. She knew when to stop and stuff like that and how to get me through the pain. So that part was hard. Uh, And then just, yeah, everything else was just tiring. It's just also kind of tedious and it gets boring after a while because you're just doing the same exercises, especially once they start getting easy. Then I'm like, why do I even do this? Like, it's easy. And so, um, but yeah, the first part of physical therapy, getting range of motion back was hard. Mm. When I started running, there was a lot of pain at the beginning. Um, I kind of forget why now, but I was super stressed too. Like, why is it painful and stuff like that? But it was just, obviously you're not using your legs and your muscles are weak and stuff like that. So getting back into Mm. running was painful, but once I got through those hurdles of physical therapy, it was just, um, yeah, like repetition and tiring. But yeah, other than that, um, yeah, I would say it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It was kind of fun because it was like the only workout I could really do. Okay. So I liked, I enjoyed it, and I loved again. I loved the people that worked there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. How long? was i guess that process from rehabbing all the way to being cleared to officially play yeah so i was doing rehab at home mm. uh the timing kind of just worked out really good for me with when i got surgery and then when i went to school so i was doing pt up until i left for school and at the end of june i went to western and she cleared me uh, my physical therapist at home cleared me right before I left for Western. And I think that was about nine months post-op. Okay. Yeah. And then once I got to Western, 
I had to be cleared by their doctors and go through their protocols and stuff like that. And so that added a couple months. But uh, the reason why it took a couple months is just because I got, you know, I had no need to rush. It was the summer. So there's no point right. in me just jumping right back in. For so sure. that was kind of hard because I felt like I could do it. But I'm glad that I just took my time and eased back into things and stuff like that. So, yeah, once I was cleared by them, I think it was 10 and a half, 11 months. And then when I had my first game at Western, it was about a year after I had torn it, a little over a year or a little over a year after when I got surgery. So I ended up being, you know, like fully playing again in games just about a year after, but I got cleared like 10, 10, 11 months after. Got you. Got you. Was there a window of time where after you're cleared and you're out there playing where it was just like a mental block or maybe some fear? Yeah. Uh, honestly, most of my fear was before I got cleared and okay. just, um, my team actually in the summer, we went to a camp for team bonding and there was a slide in the water mm-hmm. and I went on it I, without thinking it was super shallow and my oh. knee bent all the way. And I kind of heard like a crack in my knee and I was super scared. And I remember that's when I was probably most scared. It was before I was cleared, but basically just our tissue breaks up after you have a surgery like that. And that's what happened. But um, once I was used to my scar tissue break, like breaking up and stuff like that. And then also once I started actually playing again, um, Mm -hmm. once you make the first, you know, make a jab or something, and you're kind of scared the first time, the more you do it, the more I just was like, okay, I can do this. And then by the right. time I was playing, I didn't really, I didn't think much of it. Honestly, okay. I, the only reason I thought of my knee that m- much was because I had to wear a brace mm. and um, I don't wear the brace knee brace anymore, but I did oh, last good. season. So, okay. yeah. But yeah, once season actually started, I was playing in games. I didn't think of it at all until one of my teammates tore her ACL. It was kind of scary in the moment, but other than that, yeah, I didn't really think of it. Okay. Man. Yeah. How, how was it playing in the brace? I always wondered that. What's that? So how was it playing in the the brace? I always wondered that. Yeah. When I first started wearing it, I hated it so Mm. much. It was like itchy. Um, my team hated me wearing it because it smelled so bad after a while. <laughs> so I bring it into the locker room and they would just be, get that thing out of here. It smells so bad. But yeah, yeah I got used to it. Uh, now that I don't wear it anymore, I realize like, how much I, I'm so glad I don't wear it anymore. I feel like I'm much faster okay. than I was without it. It definitely was restricting it. And it also made me naturally overcompensate with my right leg, just there being extra weight on my left. And so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to not have to wear it anymore, but it was definitely an adjustment. Um, yeah, after a while, it just became, I would wear it every single day. So it kind of just became a habit and I didn't really think of it. For sure. Wow. Um, I mean, I did, I mean, I wasn't stalking you or anything, but <laughs> during this process, like when you were hurt, I, I saw you on like Mercy's page and stuff still. Mm-hmm put it in work how often were you still you know training your skills even though you were not really clear to play yeah so uh I would try and shoot like every day with one of my parents or just I mean being at the gym at practices I would be shooting around yeah I was 
uh, working on my form because I couldn't shoot far out for a while. Okay. And then I would train with Mercy once a week. I would train with Andy Secor doing, you know, make shot shooting once a week, mm-hmm. once or twice. I can't really remember, but yeah. Um, yeah. Once I could start running and stuff like that, I would run a ton too. I was lifting a lot of upper body at the time, okay. just um, in the gym at the high school. Well, actually I, when I tore it, I was signed up to take um, team games. It's like a gym class. Yeah. And so the teacher was super nice. And because I couldn't actually play any of the team games, she would let me go into the weight room and lift every day. So I would oh, do that. Yeah. yeah, so it was super nice. Um, I'd pretty, I would try and do something, you know, like every day yeah. on top of PT. But yeah, I was definitely trying to. I didn't want to lose, you know, the skills that I had. So I was trying to do something every day. For sure. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I always wondered because I mean, like I said, I never had a major injury before. I've had teammates that had major injuries. Like none of my mm-hmm. roommates had, but like my other teammates have man my teammate Kalen had just the worst look towards ACL on one of his knees twice the other one mm. he tore before like torn labrum so his uh shoulder would like pop out mm-hmm. every now and then we called him uh <laughs> Iron Man because he had the brace and then he had a a, a shoulder brace too because mm-hmm. He just looked, yeah, it was a little little crazy. But, um, yeah, I guess I never really, like, asked about, like, what's the lifestyle like when you're coming back from a major injury to, like, mm-hmm. a teammate that I've had and stuff. So this is kind of the first time I've really, really had this conversation, which is kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so for you mentioned some great things, some great nuggets that I hope p- people will learn from. But overall – if you had to like sit down and your teammate that tore her ACL or someone that just got hurt, like what are a couple things just like your greatest advice about the road ahead? Yeah. Um, I would honestly say what helped me the most is having perspective and trying to focus on everything that I did have. Yeah. And then also just finding things that make you fulfilled outside of basketball is super important and for sure. just having being grateful for everything that you have it makes it hard honestly to kind of dwell on what you don't have and what you can't do so I would say that that is something that you should focus on during your injury because it makes it makes it so much easier to just go about your day when you're you know grateful and yeah. um also just like knowing that you're going to be fine. Um, the entire time I was just trying to stay confident that I would, you know, come back and be fine. And I was, and yeah, definitely staying positive and just thinking and being grateful for everything that you still have makes it so much easier to go about your day and keep, you know, getting better, uh, doing physical therapy and stuff like that like yeah it can get tough but if you're staying positive and grateful it's much easier to for sure get through it so that's yeah. what i would say staying positive and staying grateful that's 
that's really good advice. I think that's important too, and really in any situation that you're in. And yes. mm-hmm. um, you even mentioned before, like you said, there's a stretch of time where you really started to feel it. There was some sadness in there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good that you acknowledged that and didn't really yeah. like shove it down and kind of ignored it. Right. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Um, this was a learning experience for me. I don't know about whoever's watching or listening, but this was a learning experience for me. Um, so I appreciate you, but I want to ask some fun questions now. Um, yes. just to get to know you a little bit. Um, so athletes that you follow doesn't have to be basketball players. It can be mm-hmm. any sport. Who do you typically follow the most? Yeah. So, um, I love Caitlin Clark. She's obviously an icon. So yes, I, yes love watching anything about her like videos i follow her on instagram um yeah i love iowa's team in general so Mm -hmm. i'm always following them um i'm a packers fan so i follow a lot of those guys jordan love our uh quarterback yeah yeah. Um, i follow him keep keep up with that stuff and then um angel reese another basketball obviously following her um LSU is really good. I'm excited to see like Haley Van Lith and her, how they're going to be. So yeah, yeah a lot sick. of women's basketball. I also like, I'm obsessed with the Indiana team. Um, I played against Lexis Bargesser a lot in mm-hmm. AU. So I follow her and um, like that team as well. Okay. So lots so, of women's basketball, um, college women's basketball. I love. So yeah. 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 I think, um, Caitlin Clark, obviously, um, and Andrew Reese, like that whole matchup uh, mm-hmm. last year. Um, and then what Don Staley's doing mm-hmm. um, down there in South Carolina. Obviously, Gino, what he's been doing for decades. Right. Um, but last year, that, like, I've never seen so many people talk about, you know, the women's tournament, which mm-hmm. is an absolute great thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was dope. And so what did you think about the whole Andrew Reese, you know, walking, walking by, uh, or what was she doing? The can't see me thing. Right. Uh, yeah. what did you think about um, that whole thing? Honestly, like, I just think like, uh, Caitlin Clark and her going back and forth was kind of funny. And in, in my opinion, and, yeah. uh, I just think it's good, like fun, good mm-hmm. competition. Um, yeah. being a little being a little cocky sometimes right uh, so yeah i thought it was interesting i thought it was funny how people were so you know picking sides and stuff like that i just thought uh, honestly it drew more attention to like women's basketball and stuff like that so i was like did. whatever honestly like it was it's, everywhere it's cool and every sport has you know stuff like that so definitely yeah i just thought it was pretty normal honestly like they're both really good and so when you're that good if I was Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, I'd probably be doing the same thing. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Me too. Me too. I think I read if Caitlin Clark wanted to, she could come back next year. Really? Yeah. That'd be crazy. Because she's a senior this year and she could use that fifth fifth year Her COVID, COVID year. year. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it yeah, was an article. I, I was like looking up the uh, mock draft for WNBA for 2024 mm-hmm. and she was number one. But the person writing it said, I wouldn't be shocked 
if she decides to come back because she's from Iowa, she's at home, she's making good money and yeah. I owe money. Yeah. Why not? You know? Right. So exactly. I don't know. So we'll yeah, see. and I actually on Instagram I just saw like the most watched WNBA, uh, WNBA game versus I was most you know that record that they just it was more oh, than yeah. the WNBA. So wow, I was like honestly like more people are watching. So yeah. why wouldn't she stay? Right, she's must must see TV like yeah every time. Yeah, every it's time. It's crazy. So yeah, Marisha said hopefully I see uh hopefully see Macy uh check her this year a little bit yes yeah i'm excited to watch that game i'll definitely i'll definitely be watching that yeah no doubt no doubt who is on your pre-game playlist if you listen to music before a game yeah i do um i am not a rap girl i do not listen to rap so well i do a little bit but honestly before a game i for some reason listen to sad music so i or like very mellow so i listen to um SZA, I love SZA. I listen okay. to Giveon, Rex Orange County, Khalid. Um, okay. And then honestly, just like random songs I find, I'll add them to my playlist. But yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pretty chill music um, okay. before a game. I'm not really listening to like pump up. Yeah. Pump up that, music. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I talked to a couple of people before about this, and I think that. If I did it over again, I probably would have played more chill music mm-hmm. because I was the type of player that like I wasn't like high energy, but mm-hmm. I was tense a lot. So I right. feel like hype music kind of made me more tense in a way. Um, yeah, so I needed something sure. more more mellow. Yeah. Um, I always nap before games, like on the bus yeah. rides, I'm napping the whole ride and I just listen to chill music and yeah. nap. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's dope. Um, yeah. I love napping too. I still love mm-hmm. napping, but, um, and then last question. I forgot what the last question was. Oh yeah. One show, one show that you watch or a movie that you can watch um, over and over yeah movie i watched the pitch perfect movies me and my mom have like an <laughs> obsession with the pitch perfect movies so we're always watch- like i could watch pitch perfect three yeah. and then restart it and watch it again honestly like any of them <laughs> i can restart but for shows i could watch any like i can watch criminal minds at any time i love criminal minds so okay yeah it's a good show yeah I watch Criminal Minds and then Stranger Things. I've watched Stranger Things probably like six times through. So I, I love, love that series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good. I'm excited for the new season. So yeah, I am too. It's crazy how they're all like grown now and stuff. Yeah. It's um, so crazy. Yeah. But I probably have to watch at least the last season before uh, the new one drops just because yeah. it's been, it's been a while, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm i was down in florida october 2019 and we had just missed by a day at universal studios they had a stranger things themed night oh, at universal i was so was so fun i was sad yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so i wish we were would have been because we had to leave the day of it so i wish we could have stayed right. another day so yeah, that would have been so cool. Yeah, yeah. 
man well thank you this was, mm-hmm. ha- has been a great conversation i really appreciate you um really sharing and, and kind of opening up about the journey that you had and i'm mm-hmm. super glad to see that uh what you played last year and then this mm-hmm. year no no brace so yeah um yeah best of luck to you and and the rest of the team at western this year thank and you. hopefully you guys make some noise yes that's the plan yeah yeah cool well, appreciate you. Shout out to you, Allie. Uh, make sure you guys uh, like and subscribe, number one, um, and share this episode out um, to anybody that has been going through an injury or even just a hard time in general um, as an athlete. I think they would appreciate this episode. And I appreciate you for watching and listening. Until next time, deuces. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Chosen Podcast. We appreciate the support. Do us a favor and send this episode to someone that needs it. Peace.